Hello and welcome back to our channel of KLP Entertainment. We hope that everyone has had a very merry holidays and a happy new year. Reporting live from our newsroom, I'm Addison Hayden. Tory Lanez jail phone call with Megan Thee Stallion's former friend and assistant, Kelsey Harris, has leaked online, allowing the public to hear a key piece of evidence that helped convict the Toronto rapper. Tory, real name Daystar Peterson, was found guilty of shooting Megan in the feet during a drunken dispute in July 2020 last week following a high-profile, 10-day trial in Los Angeles. The 30-year-old was convicted on all three counts, felony assault with a semi-automatic firearm, possession of a concealed, unregistered firearm, and discharging a firearm with gross negligence, and faces up to 22 years and eight months in prison, as well as deportation to Canada. The call, which surfaced online on Friday, December 30th, was allegedly made from Hollywood jail the day after the shooting. Harris was with Tory and Meghan at the time of the shooting and vividly recounted the incident to prosecutors in September, but recanted most of her story during her turn on the witness stand. While Tory didn't specifically mention the shooting or a gun in the call, prosecutors argued he was apologizing for shooting Meghan. The almost five-minute call begins with Tory Lanez asking Kelsey Harris if she's good and which hospital Megan the Stallion was receiving treatment at. He then offers an apology to both women, who he was allegedly sleeping with at the time. I know she's probably never ever gonna talk to me ever again, but, brew, I just want you to know, I was just so fucking drunk, I don't even know what the fuck was going on, deadass. I'd never do some shit like that, Lainez says. Regardless, that's not gonna make anything right and that's not gonna make my actions right, but I'm deeply sorry for that. I never even move like that at all. For real, for real, dog. I know, Harris replies with a sigh. It was a lot, it was a lot that happened. Tori continues, a whole lot, brew. I feel crazy, but what happened happened already. I can't take it back. I'm just telling y'all I'm sorry, Brew. I think we were just too drunk. When I got to the house, they gave me like five shots, like off the door, you feel me? So I was out of there. I don't even remember what we was even arguing about. Tori then asks Kelsey to call his security guard and driver, Jaquan Smith, who also witnessed the shooting, and tell this NGGA, if you get a chance, just figure out what you gotta do to bail me out this shit. Kelsey obliges before informing Tori that the report is already out, albeit no names have been released. Out is what? What you mean out? Tori asks, to which Kelsey replies, it's on some app. You know, Megan's team is on top of this. After speculating that there's no way that Megan's on the thing, he adds, I don't think it's gonna be one of those. If anything, the only NGGA that's gonna get this backlash is me. It's not gonna be her. Tori then reiterates his sorry before ending the call. All right. It is what it is, he says. Regardless, if I get out of here today or not bro, I just want to let y'all know I'm sorry. I'd never did that shit if I wasn't that drunk, you feel me? The phone call was played during the trial and given to jurors as evidence during their deliberations. According to law and crime reporter Megan Cuniff, 
the audio was the most important piece of evidence that led to Tori Lane's conviction. We didn't actually hear a whole lot about that during trial because I think prosecutors kind of figured why bother. They played it in the opening, they got it in evidence from somebody within the jail, and then it kinda seemed like it was on the defense to try to explain that away, Cuniff told Law, and Crime Sidebar podcast host Jesse Weber. Because while Tory never mentions a shooting or a gun in the call, the prosecutor even said in his closing argument that he'd gone over it a few times with his co-counsel, and they just can't figure out what else he could be talking about in this call. They went through it line by line and focused on how he's asking how Meg's in the hospital. She continued, we never really seemed to hear much about that from the defense in trial. They really needed to explain what that call was and it was kind of just left unopened until prosecutors brought it up, and again in the closing argument. There was a lot of focus on Kelsey's recant on the stand and the testimony from the neighbor, and I think all of that was important. But in the end, Tory himself provided a ton of evidence for this just from his text messages to Meg and then his phone call to Kelsey. A very merry holidays and a happy new year. Reporting live from our newsroom, I'm Arthur Brooks. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren is a top candidate to become the next president-slash-CEO of the Chicago Bears, according to ESPN. Warren, 59, took the Big Ten's top job in 2020 after 22 years in NFL operations with the Los Angeles Rams, Detroit Lions, and Minnesota Vikings. Warren, who is the first black commissioner of a Power Five conference, was chief operating officer of the Vikings before coming to the Big Ten, where he has led the conference through a time of upheaval in college athletics. While his tenure with the Big Ten was first marred by the league's early decision to cancel the 2020 football season amid the COVID-19 pandemic, a move that was later reversed with a delayed start for the league, there have been some notable successes in the last couple years. The Big Ten successfully recruited USC and UCLA away from the Pac-12 with the California Powers joining the league as its newest members in 2024. The conference also announced a new seven-year media rights deal with CBS, Fox and NBC that is valued at approximately $1.2 billion annually. Ted Phillips, who has been president and CEO of the Bears since 1999, is slated to retire in February after 39 years with one of the NFL's most torrid franchises. Considering the Big Ten's headquarters are in Rosemont, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, a transition to leading the franchise would be natural for Warren. The Bears are eyeing a new stadium in the years to come, and Warren's experience overseeing a stadium project for the Vikings would him a fit with the franchise. Over the course of three decades in professional and collegiate sports, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren regularly receives unique opportunities and requests for his expertise from leaders across a variety of industries, ranging from professional sports ownership groups to private equity firms, said a statement from the Big Ten. The Commissioner utilizes each occurrence to listen, learn and assist every stakeholder in the most appropriate and effective manner, the Commissioner remains focused on the Big Ten Conference its 14-member institutions and over 10,000 student-athletes in both regular season and post-season play. If Warren leaves the Big Ten, the Conference would enter its second Commissioner search of the past four seasons, marking unprecedented turnover in the position after decades of stability. Warren's predecessor, Jim Delaney, 
announced in March of 2019 that he planned to retire after serving in the role since 1989. However, the Big Ten would just be the latest Power 5 league to undergo a change in its top spot. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormack was named to his position on June 29 of this year, while ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips and Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov have been in their roles since 2021. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has been in his role since 2015, making him the longest tenured Power 5 Commissioner by a wide margin. Though the Big Ten has navigated COVID-19, conference realignment and a new media rights deal under Warren, plenty of challenges remain for the conference. Navigating the integration of UCLA and USC into the league will bring challenges. Nationally, the future of name, image and likeness rules in college sports loom large, and the Big Ten commissioner, whomever it is, will have a key voice in that conversation. What do you think might happen next? That will do it for our news breaking for Friday, December 30th. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, I'm Arthur Brooks. Thanks for watching. I hope you got a lot from it. 